0: Live. Good morning and welcome to Cookspeak. I am still Chef Tom Toten and it is the Cookspeak podcast for Sunday, October 2nd.
1: Yeah. Can you believe it?
0: 2016, they tell me. And what can I say? Uh, I have an old friend back, uh, Pittsburgh blogger, Heidi J. Ballas. Bayless is here. So I get like her name correct. Yeah,
1: no, you're there. good. You're good.
0: And your friend, Jess. Jess.
1: Hi. Welcome. How are you?
0: Good, good. Uh, so
1: first of all, how is Mojito? Mojito is good. who
2: Mojito is. Mojito is my uh, dog. His full name is Castro Mojito, but I uh, No, no. So we fondly refer to him as Mo. Um, he's been good lately. He uh, he's going to be an Ewok for Halloween. So. Yeah, nice. so I have been growing out his fur a lot longer than it used to. be. you like the Ewoks?
0: Like an electronic
2: walk or something? No, no, from Star Wars, <laughs> I know. <laughs> he kind of looks, we'll like, he looks like one to begin with. Yeah. He does, when his hair grows out, he does look I like a little Ewok. So um, the cost, I bought the costume last month. They were on sale, which is mm-hmm. strange because Halloween is not yet upon us. But when I was on when I
1: was kind like a month, at least six weeks. Yeah. yeah.
2: But uh, he thought it was a stuffed animal when I was opening the costume, and he got very excited. And then I had to, you know, have a little talk with him that he does not get to eat this. And he has to <laughs> Wear it. So we shall see. And I think I'm going to dress up as below to you know, with him. I just need
0: some people to let me come over to trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> you can have the attitude with that. Too. Yes, absolutely. So that, that's absolutely. The Why are dogs better people than
2: that? Uh They love unconditionally in most
0: cases, yeah. and I think that's why they're better.
1: <laughs> Do you have a dog yet? I don't. i have a dog lover. Mm-hmm. So, I would like a dog, but I live in an apartment. I'd like to walk a dog, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just like kids, I'd like to walk a dog, play with a dog, and then give it back. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a grandchild. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: exactly. <laughs> grandchild dog. Yeah, no, he does good. He also... Um, in the morning, I, I don't know why. It's usually in the fall when I'm getting ready for work. It's dark, and he will just hit away at my leg until I pick I him up, and then he puts his head on my shoulder and cries a little bit, and then I like put him back down. He's fine, but he's very strange. He's like a cat slash child.
0: <laughs> he's a hybrid. He is. <laughs> um, you do the restaurant reviews, and uh, you, you get around yeah, like, pretty like well. I
2: slowed down a little bit with the restaurant um, reviews. But, um, I think I've resigned myself to accept that I'm not going to make it to all of these places. It's not in no, my budget. Because. And the restaurant scene is just too hot. There's too many yeah. places. So you can't yeah. keep up with how many new places no. are up.
0: Exactly. Even downtown. If you what? say, okay, downtown in Lawrenceville, I concentrate on that. Well, that's a full-time job right there. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Just, just yeah.
2: And I still, I mean, I really like the whole, my favorite places as well. So I have a hard time finding balance, of yeah. everything. I did just go to Hidden Harbor in Coral Hill. That's been open, I think, since January,
0: but um, I'll definitely go back to Hidden Harbor. Yeah, I didn't read that one What is What is that like? What does it feel like? And is the name significant?
2: It is. It's, uh, I guess, a, a tribute to traditional tiki culture, oh. but um, it it doesn't feel like you're in a very, like, kitschy tiki bar, you know? Like, you do not feel like you're in the... Right. um. What's that ride in Disney World, the Tiki Lounge, where all the birds are singing yeah. to you? It does not feel like that. It's Polynesian-themed. Their decorations are all themed, but it's, it's not yeah. cheesy. Yeah, it's very good no, cool. And the drinks are all like craft cocktails. So, yeah. you know, I like sitting at the bar when bartenders are doing that, because I do appreciate the art and the science that goes the yeah. into
0: Well, the thing is now, in the restaurant, I, I don't drink, but uh, talking to friends and everything, too. But you have really step your game up now. Because if you don't, oh, yeah. if you're starting a place now and your bar mm-hmm. isn't there, forget it. Don't Absolutely. You need
2: to have local spirits. You need to have craft beer. You know, there's definitely things that you mm-hmm. must have in order to... even
1: well, our mixers and their juices were craft. Like, they're not just using like, ocean they're mm-hmm. using, like, <laughs> open you know I mean? spray. They're using, like, good juices and <laughs>
2: stuff. So. Yeah, I had to Google two of the ingredients that were in the drinks that I... Had ordered and um, do
1: you
0: remember
2: what they were? Uh, they were two syrups with obscure fruits. I um no, I don't cause they were, I, like, I, I, don't, I don't even know what to of it, it yeah. was. Different. But it was fascinating because you know, like when I went in, the drinks menu is rather expensive, and they're all house cocktails. So I just said to the bartender, I said, "Well, like, give me your quintessential house cocktail. Like, what's the one that I should mm-hmm. drink if I come here?" So he made me the one that was called Tropic Thunder and had. Different juices. They had their house rum. It was like a five blend house rum or something. Plus so mm-hmm. different syrup, cinnamon in it. It was delicious. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. it had a flour in it. It was yeah. great. Like they put a, like a herbaceous flour in it, and then they have like their their stir is a shark. Mm-hmm.
0: So, right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. Definitely presentation plus. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. yeah. What should more restaurants do that they don't or should do? Uh, what, what's overlooked? What's... Uh, what do
2: you think? Well, I think many places are trying to be things that are not. Or um, How
0: so?
2: Well, I think people in Pittsburgh have been able to identify what works. Like, clearly what Richard DeChance and his restaurant group is doing is working. So
0: I think yeah. that there
2: are places that are trying to do the gastropub or they're trying to do um, – I, I can't even – like the, uh, the whole idea of like, oh, we're going to find this space that used to be something, and then we're going right. to
0: incorporate that
2: into the menu.
0: And, and when they start talking about the integrity of the building sometimes, yes. it gets a little tired.
2: Yes. And if I see any more reclaimed wood, <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind.
0: Construction <laughs> jobs, we know about that.
1: We, we, we get it. Yeah, we get it. It's we like the it.
0: brioche buns on all the burgers. Okay, we understand. <laughs> everybody loves brioche. with butter in it. And I'm, I'm with you there.
2: It's like
0: bacon. I love, everybody loves bacon. We get it.
2: Oh, we don't. Not everything,
0: though. Wait.
2: You know, that was the thing. I think there needs to be less vacant. Thank you. I'm surprised Lightning didn't just strike my head for saying that, but. um.
0: No, I agree. It
2: doesn't have to be in everything. Exactly. <laughs> so I love it.
0: Proportionately.
2: Right. So uh, in the summer of 2015, I was one of the uh, judges for the Table Pittsburgh event. Okay. Right. Question, yes. And every. So, um, you know, I think. My numbers might be off, but I believe we tried about 12 appetizers or about 12 entrees and maybe 12 desserts, right? Each place put something forward. I would say 75% of what we tried, whether it was dessert, entree, appetizer, incorporated bacon, it was, it was exactly. so much. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not that things weren't delicious, but it was just
0: so much. No, you had a salt on
2: your Right. So this year, you know, I went in with a little bit of a different approach because I Ate way too much last year. Doesn't competition. I believe that I could eat the entire thing, but right. it's be nice. And so so a tricky right? <laughs> and so this year, I like definitely just like took a taste of things. But um, what was surprising this year was that there was much less bacon, but there was pork belly incorporated into many things. Because bacon was on trend for last right.
1: year. Right. Out the pork belly.
2: There were scallops. There, there were several dishes that had scallops. It thrilled me. I'm a huge scallop fan. So it was just funny because it was like, all right, bacon's out, we're really then, apparently. we the jobs cook properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every, everything was really good. It was it, it was hard to choose this year. Um, mm. I think I liked everything better. Mm. But And I definitely drank a lot less wine this year. <laughs> um, the first time I did it, that they had these cute little interns that just kept refilling my glass and uh they were full weak liquid and full it of- right. <laughs> I, I was physically not right for about three days. Like just didn't want to look like food or liquid at oh, all. I'm like, you know, there are- <laughs> 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 uh, I'm to have to go detox
0: here. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. And the number five is not made to have that many different ingredients. And pepper. two bottles of red wine
0: <laughs> all
1: together. More salt <laughs> and pepper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, uh, so the, the, the Sabre Pitbull, it was a stage eight, right? Correct. Like, you're Correct.
2: The event was at um the Southside Works work for quite a while. Yeah. And I would a few say, Right. And I would say maybe the past five years it's been at um at Stage A E which is a really great setup. You know, I
1: like to make it there. Here it is. I really I, like I,
2: things at Stage A E because the the stage is double sided, but you know, when you're having an event in the summer and it you know, is you know, you could have some weather issues. It's nice to have the option to have things inside. Yeah. And then you know it has real restrooms and you know mm-hmm. things that when you're in a cocktail dress you don't really want to That's be in right. a Port John. Right. <laughs> so
1: yeah,
2: it, it's, it's a really great event. Um, a girlfriend of mine, uh, Christina Dickerson, she is the one who the the beauty and the brand behind the whole thing. So
0: um,
2: it's a good thing, and it benefits the human also Thank you, you. So yeah,
0: yeah it's it's cool. a long, one year around it for a uh, lung for the lung uh, lung cancer. Mm-hmm. This is Good
1: call.
0: Yeah. Um, you yeah, have <laughs> a sip of your pumpkin latte. <laughs> oh my goodness!
1: I'll go on trend. It's
2: <laughs> not small until you have it, right? Yeah, that,
0: well, one thing is, I, I just never get sick of the pumpkin stuff. Really? I just love it. I can have pumpkin bacon for anything. I, I just, I just, I just love it, and because it, 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 it hits and it goes away. It's not a mm-hmm. constant thing. It's all like, oh, right. And uh, the smell of the uh, like pumpkin pie and things like that.
2: Like, oh. I did participate in a chili cook off um with just coworkers on um Friday. Well some coworkers. everyone else was a guest just the host, but um they there was a pumpkin chili and I did not try it because you know, I had already eaten so many. So my father time the pumpkin, I was like, I don't know. This is again a too much mixture of flavor. Plus, with all the October best beer, that yeah, was, right. made. was there pumpkin beer? <laughs> there was, there was. But um, I the pumpkin jelly sounded interesting. I
0: tried. I like Yeah, yeah I give
2: it a shot. I mean, I'm sure it cooks with the same texture. As wash was,
0: right? It's pretty similar. Yeah, right yeah. pretty
1: similar.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you mentioned uh, Dechamps earlier, and uh, have you been to some of his restaurants?
1: I have. So, potatoes, I assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pork pork fry. Okay. Yeah. So. Now
0: the next one is pork and beef mm-hmm. with Keith Fuller from uh Cafe. We're one Yeah. Before that, uh, Kitchen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, have you heard any start dates on when they may open there?
2: Absolutely. I follow them on Instagram. Um, he. I think they just got some permits because there was a picture oh, of some permits. Yeah. So it's coming. They had a soft opening event, uh, like a preview dinner what, in May, maybe? I thought when then I saw they were hiring. Last time I was downtown, <laughs> and I saw that they had something to yeah, So oh, Something to look forward to. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, his attention to detail um, with everything, just, I love it. I love that when you go in, it is, it is a holistic experience. It is.
1: so good. Atmosphere,
2: food, the yeah. beverages, it's so thoughtful. Yep. Um, you know, and it, it also, they're, uh, they're great showcases of what's happening in Pittsburgh. So when you have people who come in from out of town you know, his places, I think, are very indicative of the restaurant movement that's happening
0: here. So it's nice. Yeah, he was in Chicago uh, years ago. He worked with Charlie Trotter mm-hmm.
1: in Chicago. Oh, wow. So uh,
0: pretty good to have on your resume, yeah. And the first time I had his food was at, uh, when he was involved with 9 on 9. Oh, nine right, 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 right. And it was just tremendous. Mm-hmm. So dinner, dinner. Uh, first time I've had bear on mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. And he, uh, it was fennel two ways. Basically, he shaved it on a mandolin. And had a, like a caramelized fennel. Wow. And then uh, like a raw well, pickled fennel. Mm. And it was so, so good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, bare honey to uh, underrated fish, good stuff. Um, oh, speaking of fish, and when you went to Station, I Oh, yeah. The, you had... The cobia, uh, which was that the first time you ever had
2: cobia? No. Oh, cool. No.
0: Um, so obviously you're a fan.
2: And I couldn't tell you where I had it, but I definitely had it somewhere. Mm. So when he threw that in front of me, you had to order it again. Or I had to order it again, right. <laughs> yeah. So Curtis, you know, when I go in,
0: Curtis gamble. Yeah.
2: yeah, Curtis always ends up like handing me something to try. To so. Try this. Yeah. And I'm at the point where I will eat anything that he puts in front of me. Nice. Started with his carrots. He he did a Yelp event at the Children's Museum um, before station had opened and um, he it mean, was a carrot. I don't really love carrots.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: When I eat them, I try to pretend that they're something else. <laughs> Um, I just eat them because they're filling and healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I like to pretend that they're fries but I still eat them. <laughs> right, right. But um, what he does with carrots and vegetables is fantastic. That's mm-hmm. like a sign of
0: a good chef there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I
2: got Absolutely. Yeah, I would eat anything at station. I love yeah. that place. I find people there all the time. Yeah. That's another one. People are like you know we want to go somewhere but we're not sure somewhere new and I said go to Saint James
1: also somewhere that does drinks very well yeah mm-hmm. like they pay attention to like their cocktails their mixers mm-hmm. and their bartenders are also very knowledgeable I
2: do love Yes too. That they have um their juices and things and their craft cocktails are all seasonal
1: yeah which I like
0: yeah makes sense mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. what well, some of the some of the places like, are- I just see I like to see some of the similarities and some of the differences. Right. And the the one common thread to me seems to be these minimalist menus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Well, then that that's how you know they're paying attention
2: and putting so much detail into that. So if mm. they only have what three appetizers, five entrees, mm. it's not like that cake factory menu where oh, they have oh, 500. Oh, that's yeah. a all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's just. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Whenever any kind of restaurant, when I see a menu that's too big, I'm like, they can't hold it. I also
2: don't love it when there are advertisements in the menu. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Too
2: much. Yeah. Too much. No, I agree. Like, you go to PC Factory, I get, like, one page in and I'm like, I'm lost. So, (laughs) Like I said, you know when they 10 days yeah i We're all going
0: to We're going to on the cheesecake cart oh, right yeah. now.
2: I've looked at a low-calorie page of oh, yeah. their
0: menu. Me too. just go
2: there. Then, all right. If I can get something off this one page,
1: I will read it. You
2: know, for a minimalist menu, I love um, what Girozola does. The, um, oh, uh, yeah. Jennifer. In a, yeah, there's one stick yeah. chicken, one fork, yeah, one beef, one it pasta. Perfectly. But I also love their. I, Beer. The old guy walking around so, in white shoes and, and the wine. Yeah. yeah, so notes you know, when you walk in. Uh, that's another place that I send people
0: to. Yeah, I love it. They in there? They serve the sunflower vinaigrette.
2: Absolutely, which yeah. is amazing.
0: Best. I could drink that. Yeah. Stuff. Absolutely, With no problem. I um,
2: yeah, I send people there too.
0: Yeah,
2: I think I, I have like a list of maybe ten places that I, you know, because I do get messages all the time. You know, which is funny. You know that that people think that I my opinion is that worthy, right? You take it as a compliment. I do, I do, but I'm I'm always surprised. You know, I'll get a message from a, a person from high school that I haven't talked to in yeah. years, but we're Facebook friends or something, and it'll be like, hey, you know, it's day night, my husband and I are coming in, and we want to go to somewhere that's like where real people go. So we're... I'm like, well, thank you for thinking of me as a real person. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but on some of those menus, uh, sometimes I don't read them, because I like to you know, see the whole thing and everything mm-hmm. oh, I'd like to try that sometime, or like that doesn't feel good, okay whatever. But just reading them sometimes, I start to laugh sometimes, because like, it will read something like, like Lime You. <laughs> that's
1: something I'm With talking about. Robbie Crema. Yeah, I, that's something I need to Google. Radish. <laughs> really?
2: Right. Or oh, what is the French part, green beans? Harry there, Yeah,
0: Harry yeah. Covera. It's their green babies. Yeah, right. So <laughs> <laughs> you call Harry you can charm. Like, that's why I'm going <laughs> to call them snail, you
2: know. Escarco, right.
0: yeah, who's paying $20 for, for a snail?
2: I need to learn some French so that I can start saying things in French and making it. Oh, I know so much more appealing. Mm-hmm. I also need to learn Russian because
0: I really oh. want to meet Vladimir Putin. What's the food thing? You could know, know, know. You get a press up there. What's going on?
2: So, I... uh. I, I sort of became interested in him um, when I found out about his extracurricular activities. Um, the, Is that what you're Yes, about? and how he does a lot of these things without a shirt on. It's just <laughs> very funny to me. Um, huh. Like, you know, he's firefighting from helicopters
1: yeah. and, you
2: know, riding, <laughs> around, riding around on a bear, like a harpoon. I'm not sure what he was looking for, but I've seen the picture. He's yeah, so I, you know, he is probably a very terrible person. He, you know, his moral compass is a little broken.
1: A little questionable.
2: Right. But. However, you know, he his politics fascinates me. And then yeah. I got really intimately with the Sochi Olympics, too, like how everything was a mess over there. I'm like, you know, in the middle of
1: it. I'm like, oh, this guy. Like wolves yeah. roaming the hallways
2: with, with the athletes. Right. Okay. right. okay, right. You know, and then... um. My so, a friend of mine for Christmas for one year, or my birthday or something, like can cut out every Putin article regarding the Sochi Olympics and put it in a folder. It's so, like I have like a file, like I have a Putin file. You made it in the door. I was gonna say, I know, I know. You I might have a file on the, on the internet. Uh, you might have a file, file okay. Yes. And then um for my birthday last year, a girlfriend of mine got me a Putin magnet for my refrigerator a book of... Where do you get a Putin bank? The internet. <laughs> the internet <is> amazing. <laughs> um, he got me a shot glass with a picture of Putin on the bear without a shirt on and then a, a, a book full of Putin quotes. <laughs> that, was, that was from Amazon. Like, someone self-published it. Like, it wasn't... <laughs> not a real book. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah, wow. So, but now that, like, he may or may not be friends with the Donalds, um, it's getting funnier. And then especially because on Saturday Night Live last night, they did Family Feud, and in Trump's family, Putin was a member. And then, you know, spoiler alert, halfway through the Family Feud sketch, the actor took his shirt off. Because Putin he always has his shirt off. A shirt
0: off. Family Feud, with Putin, yes. shirtless.
2: Yes, I, I just, uh, there's, I just uh, appreciate something about him that other people don't. That's so why I need to learn
0: some Russians. so I can meet him. <laughs> yes, no no thoughts on Putin. Right. Um,
1: not as endearing as <laughs> he has. <but> I know. <laughs> I mean, like vodka. There's, there's
2: an end. There's a fat yeah. yeah, I mean, I have a thing for vodka. I like beets. I mean, like, don't they
1: make, like, <laughs> beef? I would love beet, of course. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I don't know. Like, herring, what do they do with that? Don't they do something with herring in Russia,
2: I don't know. We need oh, to go. I can probably.
1: hang out with Malcolm, I guess. Caviar, Yeah, yeah, I do have a load of caviar.
2: We need so. to go. To <laughs> this is age
1: trip. Yeah,
2: fine, too. <laughs> we'll find it. he'll be it. If, if this happens with Trump, he'll be at the inauguration. For
1: sure. I'll be holding. Wow. There's a caviar for him. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. absolutely.
0: In Pittsburgh, now we have. Cello players and and tuba players and harpists walking on strike outside Heinz What are your thoughts on that? I passed them the other night going to another. Uh, this Pittsburgh Symphony is on the strike. For anyone who I hasn't heard it.
1: it be a very peaceful protest or a very musical protest. They were
0: asked to move last night, as a matter of oh. fact, across the street because they were playing. They we were playing some music.
2: I I mean I am a union member mm-hmm. and I was you know I'm the daughter of a steel worker. so I was raised in a union home but um. I actually haven't given too much thought about it. I saw the pictures online. Mm -hmm. I kind of chuckled at the thought of it looking like a parade Mm -hmm. with their instruments and whatnot. But, you know, I feel for them because it's a tough life being an artist. And I I very much respect the craft of of any artist or any musician who is trying to make a living off of their passion because I think that there are so very few of us who actually make a living from something that we're passionate Mm -hmm. about. (laughs) Right.
1: <laughs> I mean yeah, I get it. You're, you you wanna be paid um for how do I wanna say it? You wanna be paid um, for what you think how do I, what do you what do you wanna say? Like you wanna
0: well, they put a lot of time. Obviously.
1: Exactly. How much time? And in years. E- uh, exactly. So how much time,
2: and like you said, your passion. Do so you, you want to equate that with money? But right. I think the issue that so you're touching upon is that this goes along with my profession as well. There are many, many people out there who believe that they know what people should be paid. So there are, you know, point, experts huh? out there that believe that they know what teachers should be paid. Yeah. So, you know, if I was out on the picket lines, of course there are going to be the people that are like, teachers make too much money. Well,
1: how much is okay. too
2: much? Well, so and cheap. the same with musicians. They're, they're making too much already. Well, are they? And then it gives you know, how do you decide? How yeah. do you decide what a beautiful symphony is worse. Yeah. How do you do
1: that? So even beyond like what they do with the symphony, there's practice and then upkeep of the instruments and like things like that. So oh, absolutely. Case, like beyond like, the, the hour and a half symphony that they do. Right, Definitely. and it's about just respect
2: for the art community yeah.
0: in general. And for anyone who's ever heard of Pittsburgh Symphony, they are world-class. Absolutely. I mean, they are just at the top you know, yeah. heap, way up there with, with almost anybody. Mm-hmm. But just, yeah, and anyone in Pittsburgh hasn't heard the Pittsburgh Symphony. We have so many lucky things here. So many things that we kind of overlook. I mean, I guess just from uh, growing up here, as, as I did, and you guys probably did. Sure. Right? And mm-hmm. No, our art community is fantastic. It's incredible. It is. It is. Last it's year we went incredible.
2: to Rigolage, oh, and rigolage, we yeah. got 1984.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. and Jeffrey Carpenter yeah. Uh, got a too. Yeah, all we love of, that. All kind of crazy stuff. Uh, yeah, very creative. So, yeah, the Pittsburgh Symphony, you know, hopefully they get it ironed out soon. And uh they can start touring the world again and playing here in Pittsburgh Highway yeah. and um you know, what can you say? I mean they I guess it was a few months ago where they played the first Carnegie Library in uh in Homestead mm-hmm. and it was, was one hundred and twenty five years since it opened. So they played for the anniversary on Saturday night they uh did it live on KDK radio too. I think it's cool stuff like that. And just hopefully they iron it out and these people get paid what they deserve. You know.
2: Absolutely. And the last thing I want is for it to become you know, a running joke either in right. Pittsburgh because we tend to <laughs> pick on things sometimes. Liberty Bridge, anyone? Oh, goodness. You know I'm done with that bridge. I'm done. I, I'm it. I, I don't even care that it does it again. I'm not driving over it. I hear you on that. I'm not. Give me Liberty or give me death. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No, I'm out. There are ways around that bridge. It can be. Well, uh, oh, yeah. I would find them.
0: That's one thing about leaving the league in uh, most bridges in the world is there is another bridge. <laughs> right. Don't want to take that. Right.
2: If the Google Maps tries to take me over that, I'm out. I'm not doing it. I'm you. The, the problem also, though, is that, like, does anyone really like the Liberty Tunnels either? Uh,
1: I mean, if I'm going to
2: rank did. my Pittsburgh Tunnels, Liberty is not at the top of it No, at all. I mean, I kind of like the Armstrong Tunnel best because you feel like you're going to die. You know, it's a tunnel on a curve. I don't know if I've ever thought about ranking my tunnels. Like, <laughs> very very intense no. Armstrong Tunnels. Putin does yeah, the yeah, See, this is why Putin and I, he I'll be my shirt. i Armstrong
1: Tunnels because I have walked from Duquesne, like,
2: Console back to the south side after concert. So you walk through the Armstrong. The yeah. you're eleven. Uh, you're eleven. Uh,
0: I you're didn't how you
1: can do that. You can't. Or well, you can't. Sure. i not set. i
2: There's yeah. a little like sidewalk path. Okay. Yeah. So I might go like Armstrong, Fort pitch, and then. I mean, I guess... A
1: little, little Hill. Little hill. Little. And then
2: Liberty at the... Liberty Tom tubes are at the bottom, for
0: sure. <laughs> yeah.
2: Any tunnel that has, like, that ridiculous amount of stoplights at the end of, the, of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, You
0: can't. Well, yeah. maybe, like, the ultimate Pittsburgh question right now is, would you take a, a driverless Uber over the Liberty Bridge? What? Discuss. No.
1: I'm, I'm going to
0: let... No. I'm not I'm going to let that work
1: in out.
2: I'm yeah, gonna, I'm with you there. Yeah. 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 Right. I mean, I've lived through a few bridge reconstruction projects. I lived at the waterfront when I was in graduate school. Oh, and, that was a big one. Um, you know, the Homestead Bridge project was huge. But most importantly, the Rankin Bridge um, Rankin. was done after Homestead. And the Rankin Bridge is what I took every day to get to work. Wow. And um, there were moments on that bridge where I thought I was going down. Okay. For sure. That I feared,
1: the Homestead Bridge I feared
2: my life because it was, you can see through the other yeah. side yeah. I was stuck on the ring Bridge one in a horrific thunderstorm. And you can see oh, the bottom oh, and there's a chunk of the railing missing and I was like, this is it. Like, oh, if on. we're going to rank rivers, I don't really want to go down in the Mont either. I don't want it to be... I want to go down in like the Yakagini or something a little bit more rustic. I Something year. Yeah, I don't know. Google
1: like, maybe. But yeah. Even the Google because it's so much fun to say.
2: I <laughs> No, I don't want to go down in the mall. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> the Liberty Bridge is out. Especially if they're in the mall, too. No. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: uh, double cheese on pizza Ripple? Yeah. yeah. They shouldn't charge for double
2: cheese. They should just give you double cheese automatically. Everyone already wants it. Right, and it's not even like they're using Kraft cheese. It's not for brand, Not Kraft brand. I'm talking like.
0: salty.
1: Yeah.
2: They're not even using, like, homemade cheese or anything. They're getting it in bags at, who knows, Costco.
0: At Joe's Cheese Store, Wait, yeah.
2: speaking of Costco, this is yeah. hilarious. I was at this party last night, and I was uh, just was checking out what they had on their bar. And um, they had whiskey, like Kentucky bourbon whiskey, whatever, from Costco. Like, it had the, is it Kirkland? I think, is the Costco brand? Where do you get getting- well, that exactly. right. So I was like, this is from out-of-state. This is out-of-state, Costco, whiskey. <laughs> and half the bottle was gone. It was just something that was so funny to me. So I'm like, this is really weird. So I went to Sam's Club in Morgantown last week, and you can buy beer and wine there. At Sam's Club in Morgantown? Yes. Which yeah. I bought it because I cooked. Well,
1: right. I
2: just, yeah, that's like, okay, so you know, in college, you know, I went to Pitt, and tons of my friends were at WBU, so we would make, you know, trips down. Oh, yeah. So there's a sheet when you get off of the exit you know it's first thing in Morgantown we'd always stock a sheet and get like snacks and mixers and whatever we needed to make our night in Morgantown it's a big deal and they had a walk-in beer cooler and it's honestly like you're entering Disneyland because you just can't get it in Pennsylvania you know it's such a novelty and there's me you know 21 years old, buying like, bottles of Arbor Mist. because I was so classy. I was just so classy. <laughs> but did you, did you only have to be 18? No. Um, no, I was 21. Okay. do Yeah.
0: Ohio and Western United, yeah. the 3 2 beer, 2 3
2: beer, whatever. I was going to say, you making 18 in bars.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I couldn't remember being mm-hmm. now. No, I was still 21. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so my first purchase as a 21 year old was actually in West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it in classy.
0: <laughs> so you got hamilton takes i did i Dib, did give this year. let's
2: <clears throat> so you know for as much as my memory is a still trap i do many things throughout the day that i forget that i do <laughs> and uh, apparently i had planned up for a hamilton newsletter thing mm. so you know the fact those things kind of always get dumped into my spam folder and mm. whatever so you know, as a responsible educator, I have turned off my phone during the day and don't get any notifications, thanks. But I must have listened to a video or something, and my volume has been on. So I met both Judy at the end of the day, since the last day of school, mm-hmm. June 10th or something, and I hear my phone ding. I'm like, oh, what? And I pick it up, and it's an email that says, we are releasing Hamilton tickets um, for the next 48 hours. So it, essentially, it was like 48 hours leading up to the Tony Awards. Oh. Now Hamilton had been sold out through January of 2017. Mm-hmm. So they opened up a block of tickets through Ticketmaster from like February 1st, 2017, through the end of May 2017. So I am like staring at my phone, like no. <laughs> And then I'm looking at my watch like, no, because I still had a good 15 minutes before I could get anywhere. You know, I had to make sure all the buses could out. but it's the last day of school. Like, you know, we're supposed to wave. It looks like we're going to miss them so much. And, you know, uh, I'm like, okay, they're not going to sell out in the next 20 minutes by the time I get home. like, this is no big deal. You know, whatever. So I rush home. I throw everything down. I throw my laptop open. I have my wallet in my hand. You know, there's an access code. You know, it's Ticketmaster. So they like to, you know, like mess with you a little bit. They have that ticker on the side, you know, and it's like going. go in. So I start clicking on dates for February, and it's all sold out, like totally already. And I'm like, I can't do this. I can't go through March and April and then get to May and realize nothing's done. So I just skip straight ahead to May. Mm-hmm. Click on May 6th. Um, there were two seats, um, like in the second row of the balcony, which I love sitting on the balcony. And I've also seen a bootleg of Hamilton so that was filmed from the, the balcony. Um, no. not that I enjoyed bootlegs, no. but <laughs> I mean I wasn't not gonna watch it just because like I'm not down with wow. bootleg. Anyway, the way Hamilton is staged is they have a double revolving stage, which <laughs> you could see from the balcony. And I mean I'm such a theater person wow. and I involve type of a Yes, but, so it's double. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And so I knew that I wanted to sit on the balcony anyway so that I could watch the blocking and the staging aspect of it and the technical part. So That's awesome.
1: I totally am. Awesome.
2: So um, I, you know, there were two seats on the balcony, like a second row or something. So I clicked on them. And then I go to put my credit card number. I forgot the last four digits, like typing them in. So I go through the whole process, click it, and then it kicked it back. And I'm like, No! And then my ticker is still going, and I have, like, four minutes left. So at this point, I'm crying. I'm sweating. I'm like, if this falls through, I will never forgive myself. (laughs) So, like, you know, I finally do it, right? Or I get the ticket, right? I get the confirmation email. Everything's fine. then I get an instant headache because the adrenaline's gone. And then I'm thinking, how is this happening? Like, this musical is doing this to me. So the deal was that I was with my sister. You know, we love the show. So um, I go to call her forgetting that she's on an airplane. So I don't even get to tell her. I have to wait until she gets off the darn airplane. So I don't wait like a half hour. So I had texted her with like every emoji I could think of that had to do with Hamilton, right? So there's like a gun and American flag and a dollar bill and like all this stuff. And she calls me and like she's crying and I'm crying. I mean, it was like, oh, the fact that a musical can do that to people. But I did just, so Wiggle Whiskey, The Barrel House, Um, I just bought my ticket this morning. Um, On October 19th, is the premiere of PBS's Hamilton in America documentary that they did. So Wiggle Whiskey is doing an event. They're going to have people singing Hamilton songs, and they're going to show, I think, the first half hour of the PBS thing. And, um, yeah, I just bought my ticket today. It was $15. So, yeah, I'm going to go down there and check it out and be surrounded by
0: Hamilton (laughs) nerds, and I'm going to be like,
2: it'll be like a pilgrimage to Mecca for me. Like, it'll be so
0: great. Oh, Louis Manuel well, Miranda, this kid is just unbelievable. He's amazing. He is unbelievable. And he just, I know we don't know famous people, but he just, I, I want to think that he's as good and as good a person as he seems to be in interviews right. and things like that. Right. I mean, he just seems like such a genuine, obviously talented, passionate yes. guy. And usually his pony speed yeah. oh, yeah. is accepted.
2: Yeah,
0: love, is love, as love. Oh, brilliant. It is, it is. Shut oh. Me up. Okay. His parents would be so proud. I mean, so, so mm-hmm. and it no. was the day after
1: the horrible
2: shooting. Yeah, yeah. No, he is the uh, real deal, and he is just so smart. Yeah. He's so oh, smart. Yeah. So the book um, that that came out, the company book, it has the libretto, and then it has all of his comments on the side. Um, so all of the illusions that he makes, the classic hip-hop and different things, it explains every really? single thing. And he pays so much homage to other musicals. Like, uh-huh. he references at the beginning. Um, he knows the it's, it's, it's a nod to Sweeney Todd at the beginning. The opening song is all of the characters that were in Alexander Hamilton's life mm-hmm. talking about their relationship with him, which is exactly the way the beginning of Sweeney Todd plays out. And it didn't even register with me. And so mm-hmm. I read his comment in that book. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, there's just so many layers yeah. to this story. Oh. So, you know, and what's. I don't even care that it's not the original cast in the show, Right. So, like, his big thing in that musical is like, as a person and as a American, we all want to be in the room where it happens. Like, there's all a whole song about it. And as I said to my sister, I was like, I don't care that it's not the original cast. I just want to be in the room where it happens. Yeah, like, right. I just need to be there. <laughs> so.
0: Do you know when the Chicago one uh, is going to start? You're it's right, like right, right now. Is it a week? Mm-hmm
2: i pretty wow. sure it's right now. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. So and that's already, like, sold out, too. Oh, sure, like, they're, it's,
0: oh, sure. yeah. I wonder uh, what size theater that's that in in Chicago. It's
1: probably because, huge. Uh, was,
0: well, New York, of course, they started way off-Broadway and yeah. sort of phone you, and then this thing goes through the, yeah. the ceiling, and then they move to a bigger theater. So, mm-hmm. I imagine now in, in New York, it's probably, what, 10,000 seats? Maybe I
1: don't
2: maybe know. That, maybe not even that. Bad. I have no idea. I, I do know that it has sort of opened up my eyes to the ticket broker situation. Um. um where I am at the point now, where I will never buy tickets from a ticket broker anymore, because it's you know this the situation with Hamilton tickets, how you know they were all purchased by these brokers and then they threw the price oh, okay. straight up. I mean, my seats face value since I got my seat legitimately, they were only $199 each. So for a Broadway show in New York City, I will pay that for an experience because that is you know an appropriate price. But you know. When I was looking before I had the opportunity to get the tickets, I mean these brokers are asking upwards of $800 for Peanut Heaven. There was an article in Rolling Stone about that, like yeah. Adele and um, what is it, Lin Manuel it Also, like he was trying to pass a bill through Congress mm-hmm. about it because like mm-hmm. they scoop up all those tickets and then like they jack up the prices so high. Right, and the artists never see that money. Yeah. Right? So all of that money is not going back to the art community. No, they're just getting that base price. Right.
0: And I like how we put some tickets aside for the kids, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: Yeah, what he's doing with education is amazing as well. You know, I think that's the fun part about Hamilton, too, is that it took this obscure story about a founding father that was sort of flying under the radar and really just sort of reignited people's interest in American history Yeah.
0: the way he came upon the story, too. He's on True. vacation. He's reading. He True. The
2: and I have the book. Mm-hmm. I have I'm not, sure read, not it. read it. I read the first chapter. Mm-hmm. It's about his wife. Um, But that book is a commitment, and I, like Lynn read Miranda, I need to be on vacation to do mm-hmm. it. I don't have... And the thing is, because I would probably annotate it, and I would probably want to, you know, jot down things and whatnot. And right now, with my busy schedule, my reading is either on the treadmill for a couple of pages before I'm passing out right. at night. So, you know.
0: Right. Well, yeah, just be such a creative person mm-hmm. like that and then have to have a click like that. The way i ever seen a video, because the first time, I don't know if this was of the first time, where he uh, basically put this idea out there in public. Yeah. Because when you think about it, it's a ridiculous idea.
1: Right, he like sang <laughs> the
0: one song at the White House. Yeah, exactly, the White House video. Yeah. I mean, what he mentioned, because he sang the you radio, know, there was a piano at uh, a company at piano, and he sang some other songs and President Obama. The the and then he says, okay, well, I are to next. Now we're going to do something new. It's <laughs> a musical. <laughs> about Alexander
1: Hamilton
0: and everyone laughs. <laughs>, laughs. You know, Of
1: course they did. Why
0: wouldn't you? Yes. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and then he did a thing. And, right. and then it went on from there. He like a least But just, just an incredible story. Yeah. You ever seen 60 Minutes profile on him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I don't love
2: 60 Minutes. I'll never. tell you. Um, so, we have a mutual friend, Danny, and, you know, on Sunday nights, Danny would say, I hate 60 Minutes, because it, when it comes on, you know the weekend is over. <laughs> and it, it's true. You
1: get so, the Sunday blues. Yeah, so I am
2: not a fan of 60 Minutes, because that's like, all right. Once you hear the ticking. Yes, it's over. You're like, all right, got to figure out what I'm going to want my lunch tomorrow, what I'm going to wear to work, what I'm going to do. 37
0: correspondents
2: Although, on the other end of the spectrum, I love the Sunday morning show. You know, oh, Sunday yeah. morning, you make your coffee. Yeah. You watch it's that. That's Jane Polly over here Yeah, right that's me watching FNL. Like, that's my
1: Sunday morning show. <laughs> I do love that
0: show. I guess it was good it used to be, but what the hell is. No. No. So. But it's, it's still really good.
1: Because
0: <laughs> they used to do, like, when they do a musical profile, it would usually be, like, Alba and Pratt or somebody. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's,
1: well, they just had, like, Home Harvey, Ruth like, on. I'll let
0: them through on that one. Yeah.
1: uh, You know, when it's some
0: some, you know, eighteen year old and she has a hit and an Instagram thing on YouTube
1: Yeah. Right. Whatever.
0: We you know that's not the place for this in my opinion. (laughs) This is for you know.
1: No, I started watching it with like my grandma. So
2: like the tradition still continues. (laughs) I watched The Bold and the Beautiful with my grandma. So. Oh yeah, mine was Young the and Restless. restless. That's what yeah, we watched yeah. In the and then so, my grandmother lives in Kansas, and so like we would go off in, for about two weeks, you know, every summer, and you know, two weeks of watching The Bold and the Beautiful, and like you're a hook, That's all you need. Good stuff. The B and the B. I don't watch it now, but like the characters are the same. So every now and then, like if I catch it, I'm I like, yeah, they're, they're still doing the same What The foresters are doing with their fashion industry in L.A. Yeah. You know?
1: You know,
0: I'm a big fan of that. Putin, that's right. <laughs> Putin. He has his B&B shirt on yeah, there. My yeah. man Putin. <laughs>
1: oh
2: my gosh, Secret Service is out there waiting to take me away.
0: I already miss newspapers. I mean, newspapers are just sadly just going away.
1: I just sat down and read the post that while I was waiting oh, for yeah.
2: you guys. I, uh, well, I, it's interesting because I teach journalism and uh, Meet the Teacher Night was this past week. And one of the parents said to I me, mean, do you have a whole newspaper? And I said, we do not. And so, like, my journalism class is, like, journalism theory, and we do really fun things. You know, I really um, just try to get them writing in different ways that they don't write in their English courses or other So, you know, we do restaurant reviews and food reviews and editorials and sports writing and, you know, things that are fun. And and we write around food photography and that stuff. But, um, you know, I, I said to the parents, it's really difficult to have a cool newspaper now One, because the the way that we consume news as a population is different in general. But also, you know, school districts, whether it's college, high school, whatever, they all have PR people. So anytime we have something that is newsworthy, Hmm. you know, like the rifle team wins their third state championship, right? That happened last year. Well, the minute that happened, it was already on our school website and it was tweeted about and Facebook and the whole thing. So then there's no story for the kids to write. And, you know, by the time we do it and do the editing process and everything, it's old news. No one cares about what we would do. So it just doesn't make sense to do, you know, a physical school newspaper or even something online because we have adults who are doing these things now. It's <laughs> a little bit different on a college campus yeah. because, I mean, what else are you going to read when you're not paying attention to class? Yeah. I mean, I know the Pit News definitely got some serious reading from yours truly, yeah, right. and the Pit <laughs> News crossword was the highlight of the yeah. day. The city paper. Yeah,
1: yeah, the city paper is
2: another one. Yeah. Like you just grab yeah. it on your way to yeah. class, hide in the. Back. The it's weird, the weird news, the yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. The savage
1: love, love. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> not, not only do I miss newspapers, but I also miss journalists. What happened to journalists? I, I do remember that. What What happened to journalists in this country? Many people are saying...
2: Everyone's a critic. Everyone has a voice. Anyone can start a blog. I mean, look, I started it, and people read it. Who knew? Well,
1: also online commenters. Everyone thinks, like, yes. they, they have an... Well, everyone has an opinion, and yep. they, they feel
2: like it needs to be heard, so... Well, so the, that's the first chapter in our journalism textbook, right, is what is new? And um, this method, in, in a subsection of the chapters, they call it the who cares method, and, you know, as a journalist, when you're about to write about something, you're supposed to question, okay, who's going to care about this story?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think that as a culture, the things that we care about are, there's a, you know, a wide range of things. But I think as a culture, especially Americans, we care about a lot of things that aren't necessarily news. And so journalism has gone in that direction That's where... I think it's based off of data. I think it's based off of the number of shares on Facebook, what's going to get clicks, what's going to drive people to get to their website for advertisers. So I don't necessarily think the story has to have any integrity whatsoever. As long as it's going to drive traffic, mm
0: -hmm. then they'll do it. I think what I'm getting at, though, is I remember uh, when I read David Franklin's book years ago, he said that um, the news is what I say it is. And he got criticized. Yeah. Because I, in my opinion, I think that a lot of people misunderstood that. Uh-huh. Because the what, way what I, what I took it was, when he said mm-hmm. news is what I said, is, okay, he was the managing editor of the, of the network news right. on NBC for 30 years from now. Mm-hmm. And so as an editor, whether you're in a newspaper or you're the managing editor like Dan Rather was on the CBS news or you got Ken, and everything. But, <laughs> well, but not At least but Rather was a real journalist. I mean, like it or not. But uh, so some human being is making the decision, of, oh, I think this is important enough to be on the news. This is important yeah. for you to see. Okay. That it will affect your life or affect your vote.
1: I interpret it as he's, he's saying the news is whatever I'm reporting, not as like whatever um, I, I say it is. Mm-hmm. It's just whatever, like, the headline is. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, well.
2: This guy is my new favorite thing. I follow him on Twitter. Um He's the editor of Fortune Magazine. Uh Alan Murray.
1: Alan Murray, okay.
2: Yeah. He check him out and the things that he's written. He's uh he's a pretty cool guy and he has his resume is unbelievably extensive. But um what's his main uh to just, just straight up journalism. Yeah, he, he worked for right. everything. Alan what? Murray. M U R R A Y. Yes. I mean he has thirty seven thousand followers on Twitter. But yeah, look up Alan Murray. Right. He uh some of the things he just got the position over the summer, and um, he uh, has said some very interesting things about journalism and like what he's tried to do. And again, like what is newsworthy is like this big thing lately.
1: Also, don't you think more
2: more people care about Brie Angelina and their divorce than uh, yeah. politics and, 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 and hunger? And well, and... Meryl, you know as much as Angerman is what it is, I think Angerman touches upon that where they have like. Water skiing squirrels and the bears and you know, the, the the birth of the bear, whatever was going on in that movie. Um you know, I think they touched upon that about um, how like we it's have now, that,
0: that movie was at least ten years ago. Yes. So much Apparently
2: worse. we have an appetite for these
0: thing.
2: The cat video at the end of the wind network news. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to deny that I, when I got the wind of Brad and Angelina breaking up, I did go down the hall to another teacher's classroom and knock on the door and say, hey, you're not doing anything right now. You might want to get online and and watch this unfold because this is groundbreaking we, stuff. Heidi and you know, I did text
1: about it. I we did text about it. it. I can't say we did. But, right. We also care about leaders, <laughs> Right.
2: So I know you wanted to talk about politics very
0: briefly. Yeah. Uh, the whole the whole Trump thing. Uh, what were your impressions of?
2: I thought it was a joke. I yeah. thought it was it's a joke. Car
1: crash, I can't stop
0: yeah. Yes.
2: I thought yeah. that it was going to but end. Um. I will say that I am disappointed. Um. In America. Just, I'm disappointed that this is this is what the Republican Party had to offer yeah. because I really love the fact that we have options and I'm very upset with the option. So, yeah. you know, I, I just feel like he is not worthy of the job.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: someone had no, tweeted the no. other day, no. someone had tweeted the other day like, hey, America, I think we took this, anyone can grow up to be president. I thought it too far.
1: <laughs> love it, love it.
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, but you know, thank God Saturday Night Live is back on because yeah. it's the only thing that's gonna pull me through yeah. the next two months. Yeah. Like I just need Tina Fey to come I back on mean, and be there, I don't think he's taking it
1: seriously though. Like,
2: the, right. like You're right. The debate. Yeah, a good example. Well, I will say, you know, I, I've always just thought him to be totally nuts, and um, I've never seen him really be personable and appealing until he was on Jimmy Fallon. It was two weeks ago. And on Jimmy Fallon, there was the side of him that all of a sudden I could see what, I'm going to say in middle America, even though, you know, my relatives in Canada probably just cringe if they were to this, but um, I could see what people are into because Jimmy Fallon brought a good side of Trump out. Like, he, all of a sudden, he was a little charismatic. He was funny, and he didn't wow. say anything crazy, and it actually scared me because I thought, oh, huh. Huh. this is what people are are into, you well, know.
1: says what people are thinking? Uh, you know. I don't think that. No. <laughs> <laughs> he lies
0: <laughs> all the time. That's what he yeah. He just lies all the time. And callers, just journalists out there, whoever's out there, Call it a lot. Call a lie a lot. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, mm-hmm. during the debate when Hillary had on her website the fact checkers, mm-hmm. yeah. she's like, You can go to my website and yeah. see, like, she lied. And, like, no right. No one cares. And I will say, like, the, the thing about Hillary that's cracking me up lately is, like, right, okay, obviously she deleted a lot of emails. Mm-hmm. But, so uh, a student of mine passed away last year, and she had been on Team Hillary since the, you know, 2008 or whenever, since she went against Obama. And, um, You know, when I had this student in class when she was in 10th grade, um, you know, she talked about Hillary all the time. Like, love Hillary, love Hillary. And Kaylee passed away last April, so I donated money to the Hillary campaign, you know, in memory of Kaylee. And since I did that, I get at least 20 emails a day Uh, from the Hillary campaign. So I find myself deleting, deleting, and deleting, and I'm like, I'm just like Hillary. I'm deleting
1: all (laughs) these emails.
2: I mean, there's times where they, like, Circle is, I'll get, like, wait. three in the course of five minutes. And it's funny because they're, like, directed at me. Like, it's yes. like, Heidi, and then it knows where I live. And it's like, we need 17 more people from Monroeville. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening? You know, but, yeah.
1: Ah, uh, totally.
2: <laughs> so It's similar. You so know, it'll be interesting. I'm going to a wedding in Kansas oh. um, the, on November 5th, so the weekend before oh. Election Day. So I said to one of my, yeah. I said to one of my relatives, like, we need a moratorium on all election talk. At this time. I said because with the right amount of alcohol, things could get very, very dark very quick. Especially like I'm going to be in Kansas. I might get kicked out of Kansas. You're literally not in Kansas. I are. Yeah. I will be exiled from the state of Kansas, quite possibly.
0: Uh, one of them is serving stakes there. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wedding. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen the movie Network? No. You ever, you ever seen Network?
1: I know it. I yeah,
0: have you, never you seen have see it. See it. You have to see it. Okay. You have to see Network. It came out in seventy six. It uh lost it Academy Award for uh Peter Finch is the lead actor. Okay. William Holden's interface down the way was written mm. by the great Patty Chaevsky wrote it. Okay. And uh directed by uh not Stanley Kubrick, but well, I'll remember it. Remember but it's an absolute classic. And it pretty much uh, took on TV and just take, took it to an insane level, kind of like an Orwellian way. Sure. And you have to watch it. I mean, it looks so much like today's media and today's TV. Really? It's unbelievable.
1: What's it
0: on Netflix? I'm, I'm sure you can find it on. Okay. And it's just, in my opinion, it's like in the top ten of all time. Really? It's that good. And, 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 and
2: I'm there good. with
0: all the presidents, man. <laughs> definitely on the same year, as my <laughs> back, yeah. That's my movie. Oh, my God. I saw that at the Gateway Theater in downtown Pittsburgh around a teenager.
2: That book. That's talk about a page-turner. Yeah.
0: Unbelievable. And the movie, of course, is fantastic. Yeah. With Dustin Hoffman, yeah. and Redford, and uh, Jacksonville. I kind
2: of have a thing for Richard Nixon, like I do Putin. Maybe my moral compass is
0: broken.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Richard Nixon? Really? After reading all the President's Messages, I was like,
2: this is fascinating.
0: It's a Shakespearean character. Yeah. I mean, he's right at yeah, it. Sure. Up. Just, uh, br- just brilliant. In one way, because you know, he did do some good things, I mean, he started the Clean Water Act. I mean, who would believe that? All right. Right. Watergate, clean water.
2: Yeah, well, I'm kidding. It, you it was you the know. same. I do He's a Pisces. I wonder where his birthday is. We might be like a little water sign. He might be the same sign.
0: Soulmate. He might be the same might be Gemini with the two
1: faces.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there that, you that, go. That's <laughs> my all-time guess. Yeah, it's thrown out there because I had uh, He was fun. He was a treat, But you have to watch network. I mean it, okay, it. So the Robert Duval and it based mm-hmm. right on way Peter Finch was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Ned beatty, just a great great one. Mm-hmm. And it, it looks so much like it it's mm-hmm. like today, it's scary.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: scary. Uh uh Gene Wilder fan are Gene Wilder fan mm-hmm. Yeah. Me, um, yeah. Saying, you're, you're the classic you're the classic movies. Young Frank has done oh, Willy
1: Wonka. We can't go back. Stuff. <laughs> 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 you know, i hysterical I'm left. I'm
0: wet. I'm hysterical but just just hilarious
1: yeah I Willy
2: Wonka was one of those movies that I had uh, you know when we got a VCR in the mid 80s you know we recorded Willy Wonka from the television yeah. that was one that I watched over oh, yeah, and definitely. over and over lickable wallpaper. Or like you know, like when I have a, a student named Violet, I'm like Violet, you're turning Violet,
1: and like
0: they don't get it. No, they would. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was just, uh, just irreplaceable. Oh, yeah. He, he, he almost had like a silent film quality to him with the face. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, I could even see him in and in a was like, working alongside Chaplin or somebody. You know? <laughs> yeah. So good, just, just, just incredible. Uh, anything you want to mention before we wrap it up, there, ladies?
2: Uh, yeah, I will say uh, I've been writing for local Pittsburgh magazine, mm-hmm. and uh, the new issue is coming out soon. And there is a riveting article by yours truly what, about, about? Uh, how to destroy a relationship in Pittsburgh oh, in really? ten easy steps. Uh, <laughs> I think we're all good at that. I just yeah. I've never written yeah. it. You know, uh, surprisingly, I had more than ten reasons, and I had to. I had to turn back the page. Yeah. So when
1: well,
0: when. when they, the. <laughs>
2: So when that comes out, you know anyone who's looking to break up in this city will be able to have a guide. So when can
0: we look uh, look forward to that? Excuse me. I'm
2: pretty sure they're at the printing press like last week, and then they'll be all over the city. So
1: local
0: Pittsburgh. All, yeah. all over being the operative work here. I guess. Yes, all
2: over, all
0: over. Nice. Yeah. Jeff, anything with you? Anything? Uh, um,
1: nothing to promote. It was just enjoying talking to the both of you.
0: Um, <laughs> first, <laughs> college, guest appearance. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Cool. So that's it. Well, thank you for having All right, me. Sure, appreciate it. Always a good time.
0: Thanks to uh, Heidi Gay Bailey from the um, from the Steel Trap blog and local and Urban Cashmere. So
2: I have I have resigned from Urban Cashmere um, just to focus
0: more on my own blog and local. So I see. Okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And yes, you know, and, and nothing to plug, but uh, thanks for coming to today. <laughs> show. <laughs> no problem. I enjoyed it. Uh, I want to thank my guests today. And um, a couple Monday shows coming up, too. Some uh, special Monday shows coming up. On Monday, October 10th, at 5 o'clock, start Laura from Friendly Pittsburgh Foodie will be on nice. on the podcast.
2: She's going to the Hamilton event with me at, uh, right? yeah, at, Wibble, at the Barrel House on the 19th.
0: Barrel House, that's yeah. on the north side mm-hmm. right. the And on Monday, October 13th, she's going to be a Cold Speak Doubleheader, folks. It's right?
1: so good
0: to have My old buddy comic John Knight will be on. John was on about uh, a year ago. And I uh, saw him play the Yost over in Oak, Oakmont, uh, I guess about a year ago, and he was absolutely hilarious. John has worked uh, Vegas. He's worked all over the country. He's been on national TV, and he's one funny guy. So John Knight will be my guest at 11 a.m., Monday, October 17th, and same day, 2 o'clock, I'm going over to Conflict Kitchen. My old buddy's from Conflict Kitchen. From my, when I used to do my show at a waffle shop, Conflict Kitchen started there right next door. Yes. Yeah. Conflict Kitchen, now, uh, space now, Livermore. Mm-hmm. And the wheel keeps turning. But Clara, Robert, and Josh will be my guests at 2 o'clock from Conflict Kitchen. And they will talk about the new menu there. With Now it is the Haudenosaunee. Uh, Howden, Howden uh, culture, which is the Iroquois Indians.
1: Yeah, corn. Which, They're doing stuff with yeah. corn.
0: So the three sisters of that uh, that cuisine is corn, potatoes, and squash.
2: I did say, I did bring the Conflict Kitchen last night um, at a party, and I was talking about how, you know, if, if Texas finally secedes from the union, then Conflict Kitchen will have to have a Texas-based menu for a while. <laughs> <There's
1: laughs> Chili and barbecue. Right
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds good. Some deep-fried <laughs> butter.
1: <Yeah. laughs>
0: <laughs> but, uh, Paula <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, maybe don't invite her. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up here for Cook's Speak. I am still Chef Tom and Thanks to uh, Heidi and Jax for being on today uh, live from the enclosed coffee shop. Thank you. Bye.
1: Bye.